Hi everyone, I'm Pete Portal and thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Unsuccessful Podcast. This episode's a little different from what other episodes will be like because this episode's part of a series with three of my close friends where we explore what true success looks like. So let's get into it. We live in a world obsessed with influence. Social media is full of it. Even as we're trying to influence our followers with our views or lifestyle advice, we're unwittingly being influenced by big tech companies' agendas to keep us online as long as possible. And while we generally understand that material wealth isn't the marker of success, because there are enough old, sad, rich people to show that, instead, success has now become synonymous with presenting a life that others want. Chase an experience, go adventure. These days, to be seen as a success is to publicly consume and curate as many unique experiences as you can during your short time on Earth. We live in a world where being an influencer is a job. It basically involves filming yourself a lot, trying to get people to buy certain products or endorse opinions you're sharing, or simply sharing with us your highly curated life to which we are meant to aspire. Politics is full of it too. If a politician can get people on side with the right views on the big issues, if they can play the game of optics and sound bites, they can influence you to vote for them whether or not they have the character to lead. The issue with influencer culture is that it intentionally glosses over such realities and presents us with a shiny but broken concept of reality. Content creates discontent. Sadly, the church is not immune from this. If church leaders and Christians seeking influencer status seek to play this game, could it be any surprise that churchgoers are trying to do the same? The fact is, there's a world of difference between the quiet analogies Jesus used to describe his followers' influence in the world versus the loud, self-congratulatory nature of an influencer's public presence in society. We get to choose which we allow to influence us. The volume of our lives does not equal the depth of our discipleship. Jesus made this clear with the language he used in his parables. He talked about tiny mustard seeds quietly growing unnoticed and yeast that you would never know was there. Here are the parables he told. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and planted in his field. Though it's the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it's the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches. He told them still another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed into about 60 pounds of flour until it worked all through the dough. The kingdom of heaven is like a tiny mustard seed that eventually becomes a tree, able to offer shade and shelter under its branches. Or it's like a minuscule amount of yeast that even still causes everything around it to rise and grow. I can't imagine yeast or mustard seeds trending on social media. Deliberately unshowy, easily missable, but quietly transformative. That is how Jesus chose to describe the kingdom of God. 
Philippians 2 verse 7 says about Jesus, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant. Despite having every reason to lord it over others, he modeled a life trajectory of downward surrender. He wasn't desperate to be seen. He wasn't into self-promotion. He was a humble, non-anxious presence. The heading at the beginning of John chapter 8 usually says, woman caught in adultery. But really it should read, religious leaders caught with stones in their hands. The passage describes how the Pharisees drag a woman before Jesus who they had found committing adultery. But it's worth saying no mention's made of the man in the affair. The religious leaders try to force Jesus into sharing their outrage, but instead he de-escalates and reframes the entire situation. He didn't condone the woman's actions. He called her out of her sin and into a new life, but then neither did he condemn her. He could have chased relevance with the powerful by siding with the Pharisees. Instead, he chose empathy with the outcast, the woman. That was the way of Jesus. His deep empathy silenced the noise of religious knowledge. His kindness influenced the outcome. Because Jesus is more interested in our heart motivation over our outward behavior. People tend not to care how much you know if they don't know how much you care. The world doesn't need more successful looking people airing loud opinions. Followers of Jesus know that being kind, even when it makes us unseen or unsuccessful, may be the greatest influence we can have. So we're looking at depth over noise and how influence looks different to what we may have been told. As an intro to this, like one of, one of my favorite quotes that I um, read recently was uh, someone said, the church is a bit like a swimming pool. All the noise comes from the shallow end, which um, I got told off for using once in a, in a sermon. Someone was very offended by that. And I said, well, let's talk about it. You know, um, why do you think it's not the case? But I think in our world, we live in a noisy world where opinions are being shared, where um, everyone's got a thought on this or that. Um, and what does it look like for us uh, as followers of Jesus, but also as a church to pursue depth over noise? Um, I think when you say noise, the scripture that comes to mind immediately is 1 Corinthians 13, you know, if I am like a clanging cymbal. Yes, right, yeah, yeah. And for for me, just like you say, you could be in a church or you might be the kind of person that feels like you need to make a noise, you have to make an impact, you need to be seen, as we've been discussing. I think that's that's fine, but the depth that is needed is, to me, comes from love. And so I think that's the easiest heart check in a lot of ways, is to go, why am I actually doing this? Is it just to be seen? Is it just for the likes on social media? Or um, is it in fact from a place of love and understanding and connection with the community that, I, that I'm interacting with, with the, with the one person that I feel called to impact, or with 
the 10,000 followers I have or whatever. I suppose what concerns me is a sort of superficial soundbite type theology that we get on TikTok or something like that, you know. And what are we being theologically formed by? Is it just uh, little 10, 20 second clips that are tweetable or whatever? Or is there a, a depth of process, a depth of engagement going on in us and in the church towards society? Uh, I think the other thing as well, just coming back to the analogy of um, yeast and mustard seed. Um, yes, the yeast spreads through the dough slowly and the mustard seed is, is the smallest seed. But actually, once yeast has spread through the dough, the transformation is quite, is quite visible and it's quite dramatic, actually, because you've got this thing that was a small ball and then, it, you know, it becomes, you know, bigger. Or this tiny little seed that gives birth to this massive tree. So um, I think it would be good for us not to lose that connection between, you know, how how visible the transformation um, of both um, that, that they both bring. But also the other thing I was thinking about is if, if you've ever um, baked bread, um, you, you go through the process, you know, you put yeast and then, and then you, you knead it and then it spreads through the dough. And then there's that moment of waiting. You put it there either in the sun or somewhere warm and, and you, there's nothing that you can do. You know, it can either flop or it can do what it's supposed to do. And you just hope, you know, you, 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 you hope and expect it to do the right thing. And it does what it's supposed to do. So there's an element of how involved am I in, the, in this dramatic um, transformation? Um, and I think perhaps our current culture and society right now tries to get us, you know, involved in more ways than we should sometimes right. once once the the yeast has been has been kneaded and uh, into the dough and and spread whereas god calls us to do something and then to leave it to him to carry the work that then brings the the change that actually when we see it we'll shout from the rooftops we'll have no other option but to say Look what has happened. That's so good, isn't it? So, so often our lack of faith or our sort of insecurity might, we're trying to do the job of the yeast or trying to do the job of the roots and the mustard seed or whatever. And it's like, no, no, that's God's thing. If we're going beyond just um, discipleship through social media and tweetable sound bites, all of that sort of thing, what does it look like for the noise to come from the deep end rather than just the shallow end? I think... It doesn't matter the size of a church um, or the size of, a, of the group of people. As long as we are remaining true to our calling and our mission in Christ, that this is what God has called us to. And so we, we are focused on that. And so the church needs to be doing the things of Jesus as well as saying all the right things. I think an emphasis on, on noise over depth can lead us to be theologically underdeveloped. Pete, on what you have just said, there is obviously a responsibility of the church to lead people in depth, but to what extent is it our own choice to actually go there as well? 
Well, I think, I think there are two things. There's the individual responsibility and hopefully desire. That's the thing. Hopefully, if we've tasted and seen that God's good, that should create a desire for us to want to know him deeper. And if then you're measuring growth in your church, for example, not through numbers, but through spiritual maturity, or what if we measured church growth through prayer? And I'm not talking about hours prayed, as useful as that might be, but a spiritual authority. Um, in the transformation of community around us. These are the yeast in the dough type analogies, as opposed to measuring church growth simply through new email signups or number of views online. And so I think that, that's, what, that's what this chapter is trying to go after. It's not saying that size or volume is bad per se. It's just saying so often we go after those things and forsake all the unseen depth and delight of discipleship. For the life of me, I can't remember who this person was that said it, but it was very profound that it even sticks to this day. Um, they said, it doesn't matter how big you grow or how big the church even grow, as long as the core values remain the same, you can grow in any direction and it will not be swayed. It's almost like a tree, once it's rooted, it doesn't matter what winds come, it will remain because its roots are deep enough to withhold and withstand the winds. So that was very profound. So big church, small church, the same thing that brings them together is the core values that they believe in. So it's not that noise is bad in and of itself, it's just what are we going after primarily? Do we delight so much in Jesus that we want to go deep in him? and we want him to work deeply in us, because if that is the case, then everything else will work itself out. Lord God, we pray that you would work within us right to our depths, that Lord, as we desire more and more of you, that we would come to an understanding of the depths of your love, that we would love those around us, that we would love ourselves, and that we would act from a place of love and that you would give us your perspective on people, a perspective that gives time and grace. And we thank you, Lord, that you are with us always. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to the Unsuccessful Podcast. If you want more, I dig into this topic in depth in my latest book, How to Be Unsuccessful. And if you found this conversation helpful or interesting, I'd love to know. Why don't you leave me a review? Or if you'd like to walk a closer journey with me and receive resources to help you navigate life as a follower of Jesus, sign up to receive my mailer at peteportal.com. Make sure you're subscribed to the Unsuccessful Podcast to catch the next episode. Until next time. <laughs>